In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The psalms and lessons for this evening's office are quite timely for us. The psalmist asks, Lord, let me know the end and the number of my days, that I may learn how short my life is. Behold, you have made my days as a span in length, and my age is even as nothing before you. And truly, everyone living is but a breath. For everyone walks about as a shadow and disquiets himself in vain. He heaps up riches and cannot tell who shall gather them. And now, Lord, what is my hope? Truly, my hope is in you. Our reading from Proverbs tells us those who seek the Lord rightly will find peace. Even in our epistle reading, St. Paul's letter to Philemon, wherein Paul finds himself triangulated with Philemon and Onesimus, there is a distinct air of hope even in the midst of very trying circumstances. Here, St. Paul is a prisoner and in chains, most likely in captivity in Rome as he's riding on Onesimus' behalf. And yet in his hope, he tells Philemon, prepare a guest room for me, for I trust that through your prayers I shall be granted to you. We have been thrust into a fast that none of us could have foreseen this Lenten season. As we seek to follow Christ in his 40 days of wilderness fasting and isolation, we have had a kind of isolation forced upon us. As we seek to be with Christ in his hunger, we find ourselves without the sacramental meal. These limitations, whether good or bad, simply are. But as we know from Christ's time in the wilderness, the lack and limitation weren't even the main thing. He was driven to the wilderness by the Spirit in order to do battle with the devil. Our current limitations are the limitations they are. We cannot swerve from them. We cannot climb over them. We cannot go around them. We can only go through. But in going through them, we will be engaged in a spiritual battle, and it is here that our work really begins. It is here that Christ meets us as his power is made perfect in our weakness. It is here, in the midst of anxiety and uncertainty and fear, that the battle for hope is fought. Hopefulness is, on the one hand, a recognition that current circumstances aren't great, may even be terrible, in fact. Hopefulness is, beyond the present reality, a tenacious trust that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's a trust that he is good and merciful and loving and gentle and that he holds all our times in his hands. Hope sees the present for what it is. It doesn't gloss over it or explain it away. Hope holds on to trust for the future that will be. But hope also involves a remembrance of the past. It requires a look backward to see and recall what God has done in the past. This is why Israel was commanded to keep the Passover with such specificity, so that when their children asked them what it all meant, they might tell again the great story of God's deliverance. Friends, if you've got people around you this evening, tell them about a time when God brought fulfillment to your hope. If you're alone, call someone and tell them a story of how God made provision in your life at a time when you never saw it coming. If there's no one to call in this moment, write it down, speak it out loud, remember it before God and the great cloud of saints that surrounds us even now, and rejoice, for the Lord is near at hand. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all this night and evermore. Amen.